Where are you right now? Uh, yeah. Um, now I'm in, uh, I'm in Veneto, um, like at home, uh, my home. I'm not more in Turin, but I miss Turin. But uh, it's like he, here is good. I'm living in a, um, uh, in a, I wouldn't say village because it sounds so rural, but it's almost like a village, like <laughs> 2,000 people here. So, okay. but it's cool. I'm one hour from Venice, 45 yep. minutes from the sea, 45 minutes from the mountain with a car. So nice. it's the perfect place to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to live, not like staying, to live by going away. <laughs> I remember you, say, <laughs> I remember yeah, you saying you, you live very close to the border, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... I still don't know if I'm from Veneto or Friuli because I'm I live literally on top of the border of two different regions. Uh, culturally, I feel definitely from Veneto, yeah. But legally, I'm not, and that's very confusing because when I'm on one side, they told me, "Oh, you're from Veneto, you <laughs> this and that," because there's a rivalry between the two regions. And when I'm in the other side, it's the opposite, so it's kind of confusing, mm. and I, I I'm living a internal crisis of. <laughs> identity so, what does it mean and now you're doing there in, 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 uh, in California Man. wait say again so what, what does it mean okay. uh, being from Veneto um, like, it's kind of um, yeah yeah I know it, being for, it's uh, there's some similarities because uh, of course we are too close to region but being in Veneto is like being the funny side of the northeast of Italy, like okay. in the north in general, because northern people in Italy are very boring. Most of my <laughs> friends are from south, for example. Uh, I would say the vast majority. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, the Veneto is exception. And uh, freely, uh, freely people are more uh, uh, boring, you know, they're... It's more because of the background. Uh, there's more people from the mountain, if I have to be kind of generic, uh, to give you a, okay. a, a general persona, you know, but they're more from the mountain. They're more close people. Um, they're not that expensive while approaching others. Veneto is the total opposite. It's a strongly entrepreneurial uh, region. Mm. There's a... Mm. Uh, there's a lot of tourism, there's the Venice, uh, there, there's yeah. a lot of cool places. Uh, and uh, the general approach is different. Probably the main thing is that it's because the the people, the, the background, the entrepreneurial background. I, I will say that is the, this is the thing. Because uh, you're pushed to be like, uh, to be like that, to be open to strangers, to be uh, confident because the business makes you makes you that way. And do, do, uh, do you mean also because of like Venice, the, the tourism? And that's literally cultural. Hmm? Do you also mean because yeah, of the but tourism? I would say that it's even older. Yeah. Hmm? Can you repeat? Yeah. No, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that it, it comes literally from really from the from the uh, Republic of Venice mm -hmm. in the in the in the, in the 1,000 years ago, like, because the, um, that's the way that, that's the um, main factor that shaped 
the characters of the people living there because mm-hmm. it's a you know it's a sea republic they trade a lot uh the cultural influences are uh, a lot and you can see them uh, while visiting venice while visiting the mm-hmm. big cities you can see uh, you can see that influence and uh, i think that this probably along the years uh, shaped the culture and the way that the people living there uh grew up yeah. while in Friuli exception with the exception of uh, Trieste with the exception of Trieste the, cul- the the there's more of a close culture there's more people that came from the mountain or smaller cities smaller villages and uh, <clears throat> that's uh that's the main difference that's a cultural uh, difference then mm, you know gotcha. uh with the years you influence one another of course we live in the 22nd <laughs> in the 2022 like it's it's normal that it's not there's not that much of a bigger difference now but it's still there and you can feel it <laughs> i mean i'm on the border if i moved 15 kilometers to pordenone that is the um, is the uh, city of the province yeah is the capital of the province uh you will notice that the people are more on their own affairs they stick out to their business they don't stay out very late if okay. there's the weekend uh, bar closes kind of soon and if you move 50 kilometers the other way in veneto you will mm-hmm. notice that everything stays up like at least one hour later or even two some places and the people are more open there's more um, non italian people there also uh, it's uh, it's completely different and there's a gap of 30 kilometers in total yeah it's it's very little but it's strong very microcultural yeah but you can italy is literally that huh. that i didn't know there's i mean honestly I, I i noticed differences like Within the north, I've never been for the south in Rome, but like within the north, you, you you see differences, you hear differences, you just like, yeah, the different people in different places. Yeah, right? you know, but, uh, when the people from the south they kind of speak the same way, you know, this that <laughs> in northern there's <laughs> bigger differences, I think, uh, or maybe just because I'm from the north and I'm more sensitive to them, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, might be, might be, but if you if you notice that. If I not, if you notice that uh, too, I, then I'm right. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I, I can't really make any comparison with the South because I haven't been there yet. But uh, oh, it's definitely they're definitely notable. Well, I, would, I guess like, you, noticeable you, you differences, but definitely differences. Say again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you met people from the South, uh, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I met people from the South. So, yeah. Well, um, probably you were not speaking Italian, but <laughs> that 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 is true. And also, um, it's also very confusing. Like when people tell me where they are from the south, and if you if they tell you about places you've never been, it's just like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. <laughs> but it's really hard to find. Yeah, that's finger th- yeah, that's kind of weird because in general people tend to go mainly in the south. I mean, uh, people that comes as a tourist. Yeah, people just go to the southern Italy, but uh, yeah, that's weird that you've never been there. <laughs> Check Sicily. 
Yeah, yeah. definitely have to go there. Yeah, Sicily and so, Napoli. So you said you're you left Turin like the the way you said it. Uh, sounds like you left it for good. Are you working remotely now with the team? Yeah, yeah, I'm working remotely. Uh, still at my uh, still at uh, my startup, uh, but uh, I'm still miss Turin. I love the city. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I yeah, left it for, for good, but uh, I wasn't happy to leave Turin, to be I, honest. I, I get that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, what, what did you <laughs> tell people, like, um, what's uh, what's happening with you in the startup world? I feel like that's uh, that's uh, important information that's missing. Um, What am I? Uh, can you repeat? I, I heard you bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically what you're up to right now, um, startup-wise. Oh, for everyone mm. who does, who's listening who doesn't know. Yeah, so uh, now I'm, tr- um, I'm building a school for gamers. It's, uh, it's a place that I see like, uh, like a normal school. Like imagine to have classes, professional teachers... And uh, you're going to learn everything about gaming. Like you, you, will, uh, you right now can just imp- uh, have coaching classes uh, to improve your skills. Uh, we are now focused on the coaching thing. Uh, but uh, what we are trying to build is a place that is a community. Or it's a community for gamers, because we felt like Discord is missing something the experience is very bad. And um, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, gamers need and deserve a place that is built for them and uh, they can use. <clears throat> so the idea of a school that doesn't sound the ideal community for someone that wants to have fun, <laughs> but is that um, you can go there, uh, be part of a community because there's the other students you're going mm-hmm. to improve together. You can know uh, you can know each other, and you can start building a team if you want. We can give you a coaching for your team. We support you into building and structure your team, and then we want to do the same. Uh, it's not in a close future, but we are going to work on this. We are, we will yeah. we are already working on the strategy of this. Is uh, we want to uh, teach students how to develop video games also. Like, uh, if they want to develop video games, there's not that much of an option outside right now because you can, yes, you study from YouTube, but getting feedback is awful uh, at all because you get flamed on YouTube or you don't get replies. uh, Even because maybe you're looking at the video clip that that have been recorded like months ago. And... uh, the alternative are the, the academy, the gaming academy. I studied in one of them, and it's very expensive, like three times a university. And if I'm um, if I'm at home, I'm a young student trying to finish the school, but I don't want to do university. I want to learn something uh, uh, <laughs> useful on the gaming side. Let's say I want to be a game developer. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of having a war with universities these days, so I don't want to flame them here. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I know you people okay. love universities. And so, <laughs> so what is the first, and, the first uh, piece of value you're and the trying thing to is, focus on right now? Um, uh, coaching. Coaching. Oh. 
coaching is our focus, and we want to provide them an experience that is affordable uh, to everyone, but at the same time with a very high quality. Uh, we're working uh, on a program. We are developing a program with the best coaches in the world, and uh, we want to scale the method. Now we're working on. We are trying to find the best uh, and the. Uh, engaging experience to have live while you're having the coaching for you and the other uh, 15 or 20 people depends the classes are on a range of 15 to 20 people okay so it's group so coaching. and the other people in at the same time with you yeah that's because okay. it's um it's a school because we have yeah. literally classes like in school so mm, you can ask questions the other can ask questions and uh one or the other can just stream his own screen and do the moves and the coach can fix their move, fix the execution mm. and give them, give them hints on how to improve or mm. do even some custom game one-to-one and showing the class why some kind of move is wrong and they have to do another one. Okay. And which That's games things. are you focusing like, on right now? Oh, uh, League of Legends. And okay. uh, soon we will... Uh, uh, that's a bit of a spoiler, but soon we will start with Valorant. Ah, nice. Okay, okay, okay. So you're going through the Riot. Yeah, yeah, Riot yeah. Game shoot. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, we. But there's a lot of uh, games that I think that could benefit from something like that because, especially yeah. the video games that are uh, hard to learn uh, at the beginning, that are very difficult to master. But with a slight, uh, slightly improvement, with a, with a bit of coaching, you can uh, you can cover a bigger gap in the ranking. Like you can, you really need uh, some few tips, and you can improve. Those are the easiest to deliver, but you need to have the right market. Yeah. Rocket League is one of them. You, it's an extremely yeah. difficult game, but if you give some uh, some tips, if you teach a bit of things they can uh, a player can improve by by a lot we just yeah. with literally nothing so are you we are, are working you, on that we are studying the game now just doing beta testing right now or are you out there really looking yeah. for people um i'm beta testing I have uh, I'm beta testing on a Discord server. We have like a hundred fifty people almost. Nice. Uh, it's a close program. Like we have around oh. hundred fifty people. Okay. All and, over. And uh, we're getting feedback and <laughs> listening to them. Nice. All over the world. Nice. Yeah. Um, in general, uh, people from Central Europe. Uh, there's a lot of from a lot of them from South Africa. I think that this is because the the um, you can uh, the money the um, uh, the money I don't know which money they use in North Africa. There's a lot of countries or every every country have its own, but it's not as strong like the euro or the dollar, for example. So they don't have that purchasing power to yeah. afford the more standard uh, coaching and. The key thing is that with our method, since we have 15 or 20, we have a lot of students in the same class, we can uh, dilute the cost on yeah. more people. So in general, we can be cheaper, uh, at least 10, more than 10 times cheaper. And like that's is, a big uh, advantage for the students that want to improve. 
How much is League of Legends coaching going for these days? Like an hour one-on-one coaching? Uh, in general, we have to say a thing first, that there's a lot of uh, coaching. Uh, there's a lot of coaches in the platform, like, for example, uh, Fiverr or Metify. Yeah. There are the five. Let's take an example of Fiverr. Um, a coach, a coach that is working with us is helping us on, t- on the development. Uh, he's the biggest coach in League of Legend in Fiverr. He get paid mm-hmm. from 20 to 15 euro per hour, dollar euro. It's kind of same per hour, and that's a lot 50? for if you think that. Hmm? 20 to 50. Oh, yeah, 20 to 50. It depends by the by the kind of class, but yeah. it reaches also it's able to reach the fifty hours, fifty euros per hour, dollar per hour, yeah. and it's very expensive. But even if it was twenty, if you think about it, for one hour it's very expensive, because uh, I mean it makes sense because it's the cost of the time of of the coach. But yeah. how many? people can afford that price for one hour if you come from uh, North Africa or if you're a student of 17 years old, 16 years yeah. old, you don't have a job. You have just the, the solid pay that pay that uh, your parents give you. Yeah. Uh, it's not that affordable. And mm, since yeah. the market's growing and uh, with the platform, because that interesting thing is how multiplayer games in the next years will become platforms, like Fortnite, it's already starting, experimenting, testing, things like that. Yeah. And uh, since they become platform, the necessity of being good at video games will increase for mm. people that uh, rule those places, that goes uh, that that plays on Fortnite, that goes to the to these platforms. I will call yeah. them platforms. These multiplayer video games now. Yeah. So and for how uh, much? Uh, like, are, and are I you, think that you it's necessary to make right it now? more affordable. Mm-hmm. Are you people charging in the beta mm-hmm. right now? What is your what's your current the cost for being no, part no, of no, like your fifteen twenty? Okay. Oh uh, no, it's it's for free. Uh, okay. Right now, the beta test is free. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to have people in and testing and giving us feedback. That's what our, that was our focus. That's our focus now. I think that now, I mean, we are, <laughs> we are, we are going to, uh, to run the beta test until the end of this, of uh, January. Yeah. We started in December. We want to have a two month testing. Yeah. Because we spent the, the first month uh, trying to uh, deliver things and we knew that the first month was kind of difficult because we have to, you have to figure out uh, how to do it. Uh, you will start having problem. So you kind of need to stress test your process uh, gotcha. of deploying stuff. And uh, now we will uh, we we will also correct the direction of the development of the experience. We will fix the experience based on the feedbacks, uh, and we will uh, give it to the to the to our community, and they yeah. will test it for the whole January as well. And hopefully, we will be in the right direction. Nice. 
Nice. No, that sounds really like you. I mean, if you already have like 100 people in your Discord channel and you're having continuous classes, that uh, that's really great to really get feedback yeah, from, yeah. from people. Like, what what would you think well, so far? What was the most surprising insight you gained from uh, from the experience, mm. like talking to the users? The most surprising, I mean, I kind of get surprised <laughs> every day, I will tell, but uh, <laughs> the, 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 the most surprising, I would say that it's not something that um, our students told us, but it's something that uh, a mentor of mine, uh, that is the... Um, uh, that is uh, the CEO consultant of PG Esports, uh, the leader esports company in Italy, um, told me that um, the the esports the the gaming market uh, seems like uh, extremely huge right now, like uh, mm-hmm. two hundred and uh, go on billion dollar market. But the esports scene is still very, very small. Yeah. Like the 100% of that. And that surprised me a lot. Uh, but I think that is going to gain some, to close some gap uh, in the next few years. Because esport, probably with the whole metaphor, metaverse thing, uh, is going to change. Because of the of the of the way uh, is going to happen, the events basically. I think that the events think are going to change. There's that um, uh, depends by Epic Games, I think, because they are the they're the one that are working the most on that. Yeah. Uh, I, Team Sweeney is literally trying to make of uh, to to um, uh, make a platform of Fortnite. They're already doing a lot of collaborations. The Team Sweeney, the the um, <laughs> the, the CEO of uh, Epic Games. Ah, okay, okay. And um, uh, he wants to transform basically. Have you seen the movie Oasis? Very cool movie. The movie where they where there's the guy, the guy that puts the VR headset in his head and uh, oh, no. uh, he no, start leaving into the game. No. Oh, you have to check that movie. Uh, it's yeah. amazing. I recommend you to check it. And basically, that guy uh, puts the helmet and uh, uh, he start uh, playing like is uh, he uh, the real character is the is the avatar like uh, uh, okay. he runs. He has that EA, he wear that suit that makes you running and uh, nice. feeling the impact when he get hit and yeah. uh, it totally immersed. And into that in universe, into that metaverse, let's call it that way. Um, this is the metaverse uh, vision of, uh, the, of uh, the CEO of uh, Epic. Uh, okay. But of course you can't do it wearing a suit and with these all things. But... Having something like that, so you can go uh, join a game, and then you can move to a virtual store, buy some virtual stuff that you can wear, 
And um, it's like an extension of our reality, but yeah. where everything is real, everything is related to your avatar, to your virtual identity. And this now seems like something that just an hyper nerd will do about video games, though, and mm. uh, very passionate about video games will do. But that's also the way where um, Meta is pushing for the uh, for the next uh, experience, for social uh, social experience, uh, community experience, and uh, probably won't be something uh, some custom uh, some customer. Uh, uh, thing like Facebook have been, mm-hmm. but, but like for always those kind that of how it gamers, starts, right? And you start like with the early adopters of uh, yeah, who are like really yeah. hardcore gamers who are willing to spend like I don't yeah, know eighty dollars yeah. on a mouse, and then it will become yeah, yeah. Then be- it will it will become popular. But the thing is that this he's trying to make like an oasis thing with um. Uh, with Fortnite, and the yeah. cool thing is that uh, the if you consider that the our generation is a generation that is extremely digitalized, there's a, a lot of video gamers, like in percentage, compared to the twenty years ago peop, uh, of teenager uh, or early or early twenties. Now there's a lot of video gamers. There's a lot more video gamers. Almost one person every three, if you count yeah, the mobile crazy. players too. Without them, yeah. it's like one every six. It's a it's a huge amount, and yeah. all those people, and uh, the sons of those people will grow up and they will be video gamers because it will be the norm. In this scenario, you uh, you can you create like a place that is a new social network. That is a gaming experience that there will be that it will be suitable for them, and they will be already familiar with. Not like for us that we are living in a transition period, and I think that it will be a huge thing. There will be entire businesses that will burn and live inside those ecosystems, and not just businesses that lives um, uh, that lives for gaming that sell you cosmetics for your character your avatar or whatever but just uh, like a marketing company on everything will be there have you yeah. ever seen how companies are doing are doing marketing into video games now yeah but don't like have you, what have are you your, checked uh, like coca-cola what are your estimates like i mean you said it, it depends a lot on on epic games and uh, meta and other big companies who are driving this but yeah because they are the, like, they are the say, most like, time they have the frame most folks are there. What would you what would, what would your estimate be right now? Obviously, yeah, yeah, roughly. Have, uh, yeah, time frame. I'm not working in Epic, so I <laughs> will say something that is very. Uh, it's not that precise, but I will say that we don't have to wait that much, like uh, five years. Really? Five I would years? say five years. Like for for mm-hmm. gaming in metaverse. Five years. Whatever yeah. that means. Okay. And then, like for general not, not the complete pack, but we yeah. will see, uh, we will see uh, Fortnite starting becoming um, starting to become a, a platform, like I like I told uh, you, like uh, yeah. video gotcha. game, but not just a video game, but yeah. there will be businesses inside of it. 
Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like Fortnite. I the mean, first form, not that. Fortnite, uh, to, reach, to reach that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's already a lot happening. Mm-hmm. I remember like in, uh, who is that? Uh, damn. Don't remember the rapper's name. Um, I think it was like the ex-husband of Kylie Jenner. Uh, this one rapper, uh, he gave like a huge concert in during during the pandemic because he couldn't Travis tour. Scott. Travis Scott, exactly. He gave like a huge like a huge concert. It was actually Travis quite Scott. short. That was a pretty also marshmallow pretty cool experiment. Yeah, marsh. Yeah, that was huge actually. That was a really cool show. But it's like things you can mm-hmm. only do virtually this way. I mean, uh, I don't know the numbers from my head right now, but. Uh, uh, yeah, but the, the, was this pretty, was the first good uh, experiment, I think. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah, you're testing, uh, you're like testing that. how the people would respond, uh, how, how people will feel confident into joining uh, your platform, like, like your your yeah. all your experience that it's completely different from uh, from what you're used to deliver to them, like yeah. How, how flexible the people are to the use that you make yeah. of the place they are used to be in. Yeah, and it's like a completely different experience, right? It's not to replace, like, for example, those virtual concerts are not to replace real concerts. They're kind of like an no, of course not. augmentation. There's something different. There's something new. There's something extra, um, completely separate, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still like artists, obviously, who are delivering it, but... In the background, you have like all kinds of other people working on it and giving a complete, like very immersive or in the other way, immersive experience. I mean, um, yeah. it's probably not going to catch the same people who will love to crowd surf in uh, in concerts and just love to be there super deep in the crowd. But uh, Feeling the sweat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, especially <laughs> indoors and it really starts to sweat from the... <laughs> From the ceiling when everything is just starting to drip on your head, <laughs> the great experiences. Um, but it's gonna be something, something different, separate. I, I can, I can definitely imagine that. Like just watching the videos of the Travis Scott uh, appearance, like people could like fly around him when he was like huge, like a skyscraper, um, and uh, people could like fly around him and just see him from all edges. And he would just like walk on this in this virtual world around. I think it was had an underwater part as well. Like they would all like swim around and then kind of like lights from everywhere. And it was like, it was a cool, cool experience considering especially that they kind of scraped that together in a couple of months during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the, the first one. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of more crazy stuff uh, coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, and honestly, I'm super excited uh, because like, I mean, it, <laughs> it's a game it's developer. A game, it's, a game, it's a game to, <laughs> yeah, that's because I game that, but that's also because, come on, isn't the dream that every kid of our generation had like, uh, imagine how cool it would be if we could live in our video games. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, definitely I, I, at some point. I think that I said life. that 1000 times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, there were so many catching video games, really, especially like uh, like uh, story <laughs> games. Man, honestly, how many hours I played Fallout Three? Like, how many hours I really got like so sucked into the storyline? Have you ever played Fallout? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bethesda. Fallout, yeah. Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout yeah. Four, yeah. and Fallout Seventy Six. Oh, I haven't played that. <laughs> Uh, was it that bad? Um, yeah, kind <laughs> of. 
Bethesda, if you're listening. It's a pay pay to play, not a pay to play, but uh, almost because if you want to, it doesn't reward you based uh, on the effort you put in the game. It rewards Ah, you more when you pay. It's like. Okay, okay. No, it's a shame. Yeah, and it's, like, it's, it's a game. Perfect game. It's, it's um game as a service, mm. but that you have to pay <laughs> ah, <laughs> on on front to buy the game. No, honestly, if they could give me and a new not version well of uh, Fallout Three, that would be amazing. Just like better rendering, better resolution. The like oh, you, you, Fallout Three. I, uh, I also tried uh, Fallout uh, in VR. No, oh, really. I only the only thing I ever tried in VR was uh, like in a. It was kind of like a virtual escape room in Assassin's Creed style. Like I think it was Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, yeah, it was great. Like a, a friend of mine in Paris, his uh, his dad, they are franchising actually um, gaming rooms, um, including like virtual escape, but also like uh, like car racing and like shooters and everything. And one of them is like a virtual escape room where you are completely immersed. Like you have your gloves on. Um, I think you are on a, like on a platform as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, the the full the full goggles and uh, and headphones. And you're you have to solve like a lot of puzzles, like uh, shoot stuff around, throw stuff around, climb. Like, yeah, the climbing is actually really weird because you I don't think you could jump. But when you, when you were climbing, you weren't really like moving your whole body. You were just like doing your hands like that, um, climbing up a wall. And uh, when, <laughs> This must be beautiful to, to film from the outside. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. And you're in there for like, I think the escape room scenario takes like over half an hour. Um, so you're actually in there for quite a while and yeah, you, like you have your, you you don't have your, no, it's, it's not true. You actually don't have gloves. You have like, um, little nunchucks because you, you have to press, like when you, what? when you want to okay. pick up stuff, you have to press a, a button, I think. Um, so you have like controllers in your hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Especially because they have like a little, they have like a little ring with like a zone so if you really wanted to pick something up, you had to move the zone basically on the uh, on the thing, so the controller recognized it that you wanted to hold it in your hands, and then move it around. But it was actually really cool. Like you had to to shoot mm. like bow and arrow, um, all that kind of stuff. Like it was a it was real cool like underground world. Getting out of catacombs, um, you had to do a lot of stuff in like synchron. Nization, like you, you had to. Move. I lost you for a second. Yeah, um, you hear me again? That's I lost a, you for a, a second. Okay, okay. okay. That's <laughs> a that's a pain of uh, it's a pain of um, remote. Um, but yeah, that was actually a really cool experience. I mean, obviously it wasn't perfect, right? But it was the first time I ever had like an escape room virtually, and it was a that was really cool. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And like a lot of people are booking mm-hmm. that. Like they have uh, a lot of companies come in, book the whole thing. They have like all kinds of uh, all kinds of games. Yeah, but of extremely. It's an extremely sm- smart usage of the VR and the escape room. I think, and yeah. uh, I mean, I think that the VR 
is literally built just for gaming or experiences like um, an escape room or uh, something like that. It's yeah. uh, and nothing else because it's too expensive and a lot, because of a lot of reasons. But um, yeah, right now it definitely. I never is. tried a VR escape room, but I'm very fascinated by them, and I think that could potentially be even cooler than a real escape room because at the end of the day, you can do so many things with a VR that yeah. with a regular uh, experience in a real room, you cannot. No. That, and the, the creativity uh, on the solutions is... Mm, it's, it's so cool. It's definitely better, I think. Yeah, and uh, like honestly, if you if you think if you remember the escape room we went to in Turin, um, I mean it was nice, yeah. right? But you're like within the what was it? Maybe like eight square meters, maybe ten square meters. Um, yeah, yeah, at ten square meters at least. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it was more like fifteen square meters. But like if I compare that to the virtual escape room, uh, like half an hour, you move in this. It's a it's a linear path, but it really feels like you're moving. Th- like miles really because you at some points you're running um so it's uh it's like it's a lot of space you put behind you like cognitively mm-hmm. it's just uh it's uh it's very interesting yeah but also the 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 solutions like uh all the um, uh i don't know with with the shaders with uh with all the tools that you have when you yeah. when you build a game when you build an experience with an engine are yeah. literally unlimited. You can trick the mind of a person like nothing. It's so easy. <laughs> and this is super cool. It have a lot of potential. I, I love that. What did you work on when you were developing, really like during it. Big Rock and all your other experiences? Oh, I, I worked on a, on, a, on a video game, on a VR video game. It was a strategy game. It it was uh, a f- half VR and uh, half from PC, so okay. it's a LAN uh, video game where you connect the VR at the PC. One player is playing from the keyboard with the keyboard and the mouse, and the other uh, plays only with the VR headset. So the context is there's uh, some floating islands uh, with Vikings that have uh, with their flying drakkar. You know the the ship of the of the Vikings. It's okay. called Drakkar. Yeah, and um, you have to conquer the land and destroy the castle of the defenders. Yeah. The defenders were Scottish. We named them because it was funny, <laughs> and we liked the, Scot- the Scottish, like brave art style people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was so uh, it was easy to recognize cool funny uh, so uh, they were defending yeah so uh, in basically uh, you attack from the PC mm-hmm. you can control the ships uh, shoot from your with your um, um, shoot the shoot the bridges through from an island to another uh, to make people to have people moving because there's a lot of, uh, it's a cluster of islands yeah. and you have to connect them with shooting those bridges. And that was a kind of pain in the ass mechanic <laughs> to build, <laughs> but that was super I cool. Bet. And um, 
and you can gather resources, build uh, barracks, uh, uh, recruit more uh, soldiers, and go on and conquer. And when you defend, you defend with the VR. So you can you look at the map from the VR in okay. like an it's not a first person. You're yeah. uh, you're like it's like a, when you play a strategy game that you are yeah. in isometric. You're not uh, you're in VR. You're not that in isometric, but it's a kind of a midway between isometric and first person. So like you're kind of looking down on the camera. battlefield. And you can like move yeah. around it. It's kind of like bird's eye yeah. view on the action. Yeah, exactly. Bird's eye view, nice. perfect. Nice. Bird's eye, bird's eye view, and yeah. uh, nice. and then you can uh, still drop a unit, uh, gather resources as well. But the cool thing is that you can use the tur turrets to defend. Yeah. In the turrets, there's uh, there's a. Um, there can be a, I don't know, a crossbow, a bow, or um, catapult, and you use them in VR. So you have, uh, so you command, you control your unit, you command them to go defend, move there, that, blah, 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 defend. And at the same time, uh, you pick the bow and start shooting at the units of the opponent, ah. or uh, uh, taking the boulders to charge the catapult, you yeah. charge it with the lever, uh, lever ah. and uh, okay. you shoot. So it's and kind it's of like the interactive cool. elements put in that you can only Yeah, you have interactive elements your, and you can defend with them. Body, um, yeah, yeah nice. that was a game. It was a, ah. it was a funny game <laughs> nice. to build. It was broken, basically, There's a, because it, you, uh, you had a lot of things dealing with physics and scripts that collided and uh, uh, <laughs> destroy everything, basically. It was almost impossible shooting a bridge without breaking the game, but <laughs> it was very funny build it and try to play it, let's say. Nice. But it, wor how, it was working, it was working. Nice. How did you, like, how does one start with that? Like, uh, how much is, like, concept phase? How, how low fidelity do you actually draw things up or design things before you start creating the first well everything starts with a story so mm. first of all you have to imagine a story and uh, based on that based on the feelings that you want to make the player uh, not the feelings, like uh, the feeling that you want to uh, give to the player about the um, uh, the background. So you have a story, you have a background, like context. Uh, uh, you you have to imagine, like uh, if there's a religion for a faction or another, you can you imagine that religion. You put you try to put elements into that. Make it like it's a living world. You don't have to build everything, but communicate that things are there and everything has a role, has a have a purpose, have a meaning for something and or for someone. And then you should, you, should, you start building the concept art. You take inspiration from cultures that are fitting with the with the context that you're trying to build, with the faction that you want to build. You start drawing some uh, the, the the units, and you you take uh, samples from 
basically everything that is fitting with the culture that you think you want to build in the game. And uh, from that, then you start modeling, then comes modeling in 3D, then comes uh, rigging, so you build the bones to have the players moving, and then the animations and uh, texture and everything that you call the thing. Mm. And uh, that, but in general, everything starts always with a story. You have always to imagine a context, the context that is coherent. And the difficult th- uh, part, I think, is keep the, uh, the game coherent with the context that you uh, give him at the start, because that's the identity of the game. Under uh, the underlying underlying identity, and you have to be coherent because if you're not, and it can happen, because yep. uh, you have to be uh, development friendly at certain point. Because when you build something, you can you can. There's an infinite amount of difficulties from uh, the code to everything that may, maybe sometimes you're not able to overcome, and then yep. you have to find different solutions. And maybe it's against the design of the game sometimes, the solution that you have to find to build something. Mm. And there is, uh, and this is when it's difficult to, um, to be coherent because maybe I'm, I discovered that I cannot shoot bridges, for example. Yeah. I cannot shoot yeah. bridges from an island to another, but yeah. I have to move the, play, the soldiers uh, uh, through those bridges to invade the islands. What can I do? Yeah. I have to find out a solution that is um, that is a, a coding solution. So yeah. I'm I I find out I make it work. I make the code work. Yeah. Or the alternative is finding a design solution. That is, and uh, and then you have to change some element of the design of the game. Um, what is this? Um, I can invent a different kind of tool that they will use. Uh, because I can make a code that give me the result that I need, so the yeah. troops that move from an island to another. So you increase, okay, in, but introduce different elements to. Yeah, you introduce different elements, but to the goal. Uh, the problem is, uh, is that element uh, fitting with the culture, with mm. the context that I'm giving to the game? Because I cannot yeah. invent a teleport. Yeah, <laughs> that would be weird. I mean, works in worms, yeah. right? That works in worms. I can't. I can't. I can't just do everything. I have to stay into the limits of the context. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you will create a, a narrative distortion, and uh, and uh, sometimes it's necessary. Uh, you can see it. I don't know if you played uh, Uncharted. A little bit. A little bit. Have yeah. you ever played the Uncharted series for PlayStation? You see this explorer. Is is just an explorer, a thief. Is a is a good guy, yeah. And uh, and the others are the murderers. The bad guys are the murderers. But what, guess what happened? Every single game, you're just an explorer, but you are like a Rambo because you kill yeah. hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of people each game. But you're an innocent and cool good guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the game is super cool, but sometimes it's sometimes stories it's impossible can, uh, to do not have. These distortions. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I, I get what you mean, yeah. Yeah, a lot of... I mean, honestly, there are more great games out there that I would like to play that I actually get to, but there are also a lot of games out there that are just like, eh, 
I mean, they just mess up certain elements. It just doesn't really make sense sometimes, or sometimes uh, the power dynamics are just uh, odd. What what you're more sensitive about? How do you mean? Uh, like uh, which kind of elements uh, pisses you off the most? <laughs> that makes you drop power a scaling. game. Then. Power scaling makes me really mad. So if a game starts at a certain level and then out of nowhere gets just too easy. Like uh, you okay. just level up to a certain point and it just gets... Like I remember... <laughs> like, there, there, there's certain ones that that come to mind. Like, um, have you ever played Dishonored? Yep. It's completely messed up. Like at the beginning, all fine, mm. but then after a certain point, when you start to teleport, and you can silence, <laughs> yeah. you can all that stuff. It's just like the end yeah you're, ba it's you're basically teleporting everywhere and yeah. killing and, and then you have like, you, like like time distortion as well like all that kind of stuff yeah. like if you start throwing all that stuff around it's completely messed up or the same thing fable fable was a fable yeah fable three um never fable played two. Fable. fable two yeah i mean great game the first time i played it was amazing but the first time i played it i also did not know how you actually get her experience oh I didn't. First of all, I did not exactly know how to get her experience, and second of all, I did not use the trinkets. But the second time I played it, because I felt like, oh, those trinkets are kind of weird. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to use them. But the second time, I used all the trinkets, and when you use the trinkets, like a trinket basically gives you one level up, and you have like twenty of those. So you're like way too strong, like way too early, and it just doesn't make any fun because you just go in there and it's like bang, 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 and all is over. Um, especially when you're like scaling on magic and that messes up games just so hard or even Assassin's Creed. Like that's why I love the first Assassin's Creed so much because remember when you had to go through like the first third of the game before they even taught you how to counter before that it was Mm. only like blocking, waiting for timing, striking, blocking, waiting for timing, striking, but you couldn't like counter an attack and just hit them. And then, like, in the second yeah, one, it was already so much easier. And, like, after the third one, like, in between there were a few good ones, but, like, after the third one, it was just, like, those uh, killing sprees you were on where you didn't even really have to strike them. You just had, like, once you hit the first one, you could automatically el- eliminate the second one and then automatically eliminate the third one. You could mm-hmm. go through, like, a whole group within five clicks. That's They, they really messed that up because it's, like, it's just murder porn. <laughs> It has nothing to do with any with any skill yeah, but anymore. If you if you think about it, you can't um, you, you, with Assassin's Creed you can't keep the same uh, 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 the same structure uh, for all the games. Like uh, this is the way they designed the first. So yeah, it, it was fine. But with the second, you cannot. You're playing a different character, so it would make sense to having have him to reskill again. Yeah, but I mean, the game becomes boring faster because once you play, once you start uh, learning how to use the counter attack yeah. in the first one, the yeah. pace of the fightings changes completely. And yeah. and uh, I remember that when it came out, I saw a lot of video clips, very cool video clips of players just uh showing how cool was counter at counter attacking yeah. 
and people get addicted to it because it was super cool. Yeah, and you, you can't go back cool and uh, force them to have a third of the game like normal and mm, then move to gotcha. this mechanic. People love too much this mechanic. Yeah, okay. Make, fair point. Makes sense. I feel like in the second one, they still did a good job. But then like like the ones in between were also fine. But then the third one where they're playing in the US, like with those fast kill moves, it was just... It was just um, there wasn't there wasn't any challenge anymore. Like you, there wasn't mm. uh, a big hard fighting. Um, as well, there was in, in the, the third, before. they changed the combat system. I if I don't Completely, remember. Yeah. Actually, well, in Black Flag, then they, they reworded it. it a little bit again. But uh, oh, that was a cool one. Yeah, that was like. But, just, uh, the but that, that's because uh, I, I'm saying that because I'm a fan of pirates, as you can yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henry uh, every flag here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> no, that was uh, that was a good. Oh, game. Well, I saw that you have a cool flag too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, that one is uh, that's one from. The yeah, I loved. Uh, I loved. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it um, basically at the end <laughs> of my exchange I, semester. I, anyway, I, I love the black flag. Yeah. Pirates and black flags. Mm-hmm. And um, That's the thing for you? Yeah. Do you love pirates? I'm a lot into pirates. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell. I also could tell like the first time we met, uh, I felt like you had, you had something outlawish. You have an outlaw show. <laughs> no, that come on. And the pirate laugh. <laughs> I, I could imagine you like the the spirit with, with the hat and the, the pirate uh, with the parrot on your shoulder, <laughs> riding the seas. Yeah, well, uh, oh, when you left, uh, you know, uh, when I had to build a team with yeah. the with the younger guys in the program, uh, we uh, both a pirate flag. <laughs> and, really? and we uh, we uh, and we put the bio into, into the office and we had oh. that there until the end of the of the whole program. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Ah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a funny thing. And I uh, since I didn't bother that because Filippo did, I I just said, come on, I can't go back and not having a pirate flag. Let's take let's buy let's buy one. <laughs> I, and I thought let's buy a little one. I I took them. I I bought the biggest that I saw in Amazon. Basically, it covers almost the whole the whole wall, the whole wall. So yeah, but it's nice. cool and it's pirate. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you still in touch with the guys? Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. I talk to them pretty frequently, like nice. uh, once in a week, twice. Constantly. Oh wow! Okay, but they're There's not involved some... anymore, or are they doing a little? Oh no, they took their own, their own way. They had to finish the university. Yeah. Uh, Felipe and Giovanni. Uh, but yeah, I, we are still in touch. They're doing cool stuff with AI. Uh, oh, have you have you tried the the, the bot the AI? Uh, chat GPG, yeah. uh, G, uh, GPT yeah. from OpenAI? Yeah. Uh, since oh, cool it launched, it? I basically used it on a daily basis. Oh, 
really? Why? What are you doing with that? Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of stuff. Using it for fun or yeah, actually? Yeah, like uh, just for knowledge gain, like asking a question. Sometimes I throw in like, uh, like what what did I do so far? Like um, like a lot of like exploration, just seeing what its knowledge is. Sometimes to really get to know stuff, but other times just to test if, um, like when I know things, if if it mm. uh, repeats them accurately as well or reflects if them it's accurately re- as well. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, I like put in like text well. to summarize it. Sometimes I gave it like a copy passages of papers out um, and see how well it uh, it would put them together. Um, I also use them like for, uh, for text, like uh, for email the other day um, or for like a small text I wrote for a website. I would write like a text and then put it mm. in there and be like, hey, um, add like that, like ma- make it more sound more professional or do like text editing to see if I used like any like, or like make it less wordy, make it more concise. Um, like, I mean, I'm not a native speaker in English, right? So it's actually, it's actually quite uh, interesting to see how it uses um, sentences, text passages I wrote um, and remodels them. So it's a, it's a good experience. Yeah, it's actually doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job. Um, I feel like it is a bit melodramatic sometimes. <laughs> it adds like always this. Uh, I don't know. It it always makes it sound like a like a huh like some speech. It always gives it like a bit of a like woo saving the world kind of kind of touch sometimes or like or try to make it sound like bigger than there actually is like sometimes like more casual text it just transforms into into making it sound big so i don't know yeah, the, the new, data they use the new the new big thing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um so that, that that's a bit weird uh, yeah, but it's, it's not the, doing the, a great job with humor mm. i mean sometimes it comes up with nice jokes but generally when you would like rewrite this and make it funny uses the word funny sometimes in it and that's it or it just talk talks about no. making jokes it's like da, 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 i'm making progress one joke at a time and that's what it means by being funny like uh humor is a is a or funny is a is a hard concept to grasp i guess especially if, like just from the text generating well i guess it's also cultural that as well that as well um, so as I said, I have no idea what uh, data they trained it on, but uh, it's definitely a vast data set. Well, I but think that also really culture hard. can be, can be. I mean, I, I think that can be estimated uh, with an algorithm, the culture of a person. But How do you mean that the it, it's uh, it's adapted on a user the user level? The, no, but I can that can be. Uh, estimated. I can. I mean, uh, if someone's asking me something, uh, as he's asking something to to an AI, uh, I think that an AI can uh, uh, get if that person is from uh, Europe, from Italy, or from France, Austria, no. or whatever, and can understand if it's a right person or left person. I mean, did you uh, did you or, register for OpenAI? Hmm? Did you create an OpenAI account? Nope. I mean, they don't they don't gather any data on you, and you you no, they, don't. No, I didn't yet. I didn't yet. Okay. I mean, definitely no, do yet. it. Like uh, it's you just have to register with your phone number, 
Uh, sometimes there is a bit of a wait, so you can use it. Sometimes at, at specific hours of the day, uh, or at least in the in the first couple of days, in the first two weeks, I want to say um, they they had quite some limits in because it just didn't scale that. They weren't able to scale it as fast as the user demand was increasing. I feel like now it's probably pretty stable in terms of uh, they, they know how much people are using it. Probably a slight increase. And now probably decrease mm. over Christmas, I guess. Um, but uh, generally, amazing tool. Like limitless access, no type. Have you used uh, their other their image generator, text-to-image, uh, DALI? Have you used that one? Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm not that much of a fan of this. It's tricky. Like you really uh, you, you have to practice writing good prompts or good queries. Like uh, you have to be really precise. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that it's so that accurate. So it's difficult to to use to approach because a text is something that it's easy to fail let's say yeah. not because of the grammar but because uh, if you want exactly what you have in your mind you have to phrase it uh, yeah. very precisely and it's extremely yeah. easy to fail so the experience is not that good but yeah. that's a that just came out like it can fail the experience it's not a problem yeah yeah language is but, very ambiguous uh, i There's think just there, there's a lot of leeway uh, point, in between I words. Think point E, it's more interesting. Point? Have you ever seen point E? No, no, no. Point E, it's uh, basically um, the embryon phase of uh, 3D modeling with an AI. Okay. So... Um, Right now, it's just a cluster of dots, of points, not dots, points, of spheres, I would say, in 3D, that based on the description that you gave of the object, the item that you want to be modeled, let's say, is going to change the, the, the position in a 3D space of those points, and it's going to move them in a way that shapes the object you named, and it colors the points in a way to have the proper color of the what object is the domain? you asked about. What is it called again? Uh, point E. Point E. E of Earth. Okay, and the, do you know the, the domain just for people who are listening so they can look it up, like point? Um, so it's still, um, I think it's another project of OpenAI. Uh, okay. Try to go for point E3 model. 3D modeling. It's Point not that. E it's not really 3D modeling, e but it's like um, it's like the beginning, I would say, or a principle of that. Ah, okay. Because you can okay, move gotcha. vertex. You can move vertices into um, a 3D space. You can move things into a 3D space. It's like I objects that are vector coordinates. 
Okay. And uh, like you can move them in in a three D space. Wow, they released it an things. hour uh, a day ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's just wow, released. It's super, super soon. new. Crazy man, OpenAI has been holding back on so many things and now throwing them all out within a yeah, couple but of days. Man, really. they're going to. Jeez. Remember, uh, remember OpenAI because they're going to to be side to side with Google and all the biggest tech company in the next uh, for the in the next thirty years. They'll reach the biggest tech company in the world. Yeah, and I'm potentially I'm go over. Yeah, I'm really I think glad. that probably it's only Apple that can. Yeah, I think that they have the potential to to take over, not take over, but to overtake Google, N- not Apple. Probably Apple, it, they always uh, find a way because, to be the yeah the, the uh, best, <laughs> at least the most valued company in the world. But OpenAI, uh, it's going. We uh, have the potential to change society how it works right now. I get, I get and what you literally mean. Yeah, to change so. how the the war, yeah, yeah. ChatGPT uh, is crazy. definitely like once and, you start uh, using it. It's not only them. How do you mean it's not only them? Because there's a lot of other startups that uh, are grow. They are building stuff. With the AI that yeah. are uh, that are coming out now, and uh, I think that if you can master the AI, you can really we can really break through the tech world and the tech industry like never before. You can really sh- reshape society, and there's a lot of startups that know how to master AI, and more will will come over. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot happening right now in the space. But like the, I was really surprised, like how many, how many cool things were just released. But it's one institution who's who's working on um, on AI products generators. Um, I mean, it's it's not completely out of the blue, right? Like I don't know if you ever used. Uh, the models they had before GPT three was out for um, for quite a while already. I used it in the past, but it's not it's not as good. And especially with the chat, they really created a great application. Like before, it you would just do like some prompts and it would just do stuff, but you could not iterate. You couldn't actually yeah. have a conversation. I, I knew I already knew before uh, OpenAI. But I never tried anything of their, any not. I, I never tried a product of them mm-hmm. until now that they really uh, that uh, OpenAI uh, that um, ChatGPT boomed like uh, yeah. a bunch of weeks ago. Yeah, it boomed and uh, and then I tried it and I said, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, like the, the first thing I tried to do was trying to figure out if he's able to tell me how to uh, have a, how to gank a tall plane from the <laughs> from the left side of the map. Of course, of I, course. I, want, I wanted to see if I could uh, use it in my startup. Now <laughs> that was the first thing that I said. Oh my god, this is an opportunity, but I mean, yeah. uh, not yet. It's not able to do that, <laughs> but it will, I guess. It will. 
I mean, yeah, give give them enough time, give them enough input, give them enough high quality data. Um, there are no limits to it. It's like it's only limited by the data. That's like the the huge problem with machine learning. Mm-hmm. deep learning general model building these days it's all limited by the data if you don't have data yeah, on it, like there's tons of data it's just a time problem right. yes and no for some use cases it's just really really hard to get any data at all because data collection is just just a huge challenge yeah the but pro- I think that it's most uh, mostly because it's a, a extremely time consuming and uh yeah, I think that it's because it's time-consuming. It's difficult to gather data, but it's not something impossible. It's just data that are more difficult to gather. You just will need more time. E- yes and no. Like, for example, right now I'm looking into, or like I'm learning a lot about education data science and how to use uh, computative, um, computational methods to support classroom action, although that's not a, not a focus on mine, like, research I see and hear that is happening around me and uh, it's like really hard because (coughs) you can't just go into a classroom of 10 year olds and start uh, taking audio notes and doing audio recordings or doing video recordings that kind of stuff like it's really hard like for example to get video data on like children obviously because there's a good reason why we do not want um, video data of uh, children to be recorded and then used to train models. But if you don't have the data, obviously all those applications you could do, like for example, image recognition, um, like is is very much like most of your data you have is of people older than uh, than twenty, um, because that's way easier to get that kind of data, and the rest is is way harder. So a lot of applications are just limited. Mm-hmm for specific age groups or just in specific areas where you don't want to get any in specific situations where it's just like super sensitive information that you don't want to. And currently we yeah, have a lot of just, arguments can, can be made where we should We are still able to build set of instructions for what we don't, we what we can't recognize. How do you mean? So I don't think that is that much big of a problem. Like if we know that we have no data about people that are from 19 years old to one. We can build uh, we can build those data by ourselves and tell and it's like some kind of generic information that you can give and uh, classify those people as no recognizable. Anyway, you can have a, an output for every input. I mean, you can create generic data, yes, uh, but. Like if you want to reflect useful, reality, but... yeah. Like if you want to reflect reality, you need real data, and uh, obviously the easiest way is to gather it when it is happening. Um, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of not only hurdles. I feel like there are a lot of use cases you just do not, as a society, you do not want to explore because of the potential downsides of it. Um, so it makes it it makes it hard. Or impossible in mm. some cases. Well, that's why there are limits. If to we're it. talking about, mm, if you're talking about kids, of course, I, <clears throat> it's not something that we want to do. But I think that 
for the other, like for all the people that are living the digital world, hmm. for some of them it's just more difficult because it requires more time. They leave le less tracks, but with the time we will gather their data anyway. So I think that will be very little the portion of population that we will filter out of all the, of all the other of all the people in the range that we collected data about. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... Um, so I don't I'm think sure that will be that much of a problem. I think AI will be the main thing anyway. I mean, that's impossible to stop. Yeah, I don't, I don't really... I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of those general statements of AI is going to be a huge thing because it's... What is AI? It's, it's so many things. It's so many use cases. There are so many things within it. It's kind of like saying the internet cannot be stopped. Yeah, well, the internet is a big thing. There's a lot of stuff happening within the internet. There are a lot of use cases for the internet. Um, I feel like same about AI because this whole, like sometimes people are like general AI, ooh, and it's like, behaving has the capabilities of uh, of humans or the abilities of humans but just with uh, like all the processing power in the world um, okay, <coughs> pre pretty far away from that um, but yeah use case by use case situation by situation you're working closer um, to like more competent systems and uh, but still uh, like it's, it's very faulty in a lot of ways. Like uh, it all, as we just said, it mm -hmm. all depends on the, the data you actually have available to feed into it, to teach it. And uh, honestly, it's it's super inefficient uh, in terms of training, um, like if you compare it to a normal human. Because how many cats do you need to teach a kid what a cat is compared to a dog? It's like a couple. It's like well, it's a few. but that's different... It's like saying an AI millions. is surprisingly stupid. Like mm, it's yeah. super stupid an AI, and that's true. Doesn't know much. because human brain is capable of learning at a speed and with a and with the barely clue, barely no clues about the world around, and you're still able to learn mm. from it. No, and nothing. Nobody's able. There can't be such a thing able to learn uh, with a rage, with a speed that we are capable of. But the the thing is not the how fast you can learn, but uh, the the f the, the thing the thing that makes AI cool is that we engineered the way uh, the we engineered uh, an entity, a digital entity that is capable of learning by themselves. It's slow, it's super slow, but it's something that will take uh, that we can that will take uh, that will make action that will do stuff we can use uh, to to do whatever we want and we things that we just don't need anymore to do and uh, since people with the with the time going on are always lazier i would say it's not a really that but in general we tend to find a way to live as more comfortable as we can. Yeah. yeah. AI is the maximum expression of that. Give them the body of a robot and, and you basically have a, what? A human being 
like he can reproduce himself, but it's like a living creature because if it's still able to learn, it can move, it can do stuff, uh, can do whatever we do not want to do. Uh, we can delegate them whatever we want. I mean, and task by task, though, right? Like, as, as you just said, yeah, it's very, the thing it's very is not, dumb. The thing way. is not what we can do now, but what is an AI and what an AI will be. And I think that the AI will be the uh, one of the living, I would say, creature in the in our world. It's not a. It's our creature. We created that. It's mm. living if it's able to take decision by his, uh, by himself and learn from the uh, from the surroundings. We can mm. give them boundaries into uh, that they have to move in inside, and uh, that's what law is for us. They don't interpret the, those boundaries. We can yeah. give them restriction that they stick to them. But yeah. what is a living creature then? then I mean, like, uh, uh, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. Um, and uh, that's certainly possible, right? Like, uh, it's it sounds so weird, the concept of us creating something that did not exist uh, in the past. But really, like, there are many things, even living creatures that we are creating that didn't exist. Like for, like take dogs for example. Dogs yeah. are a human creation. Didn't exist before. But Taking wolves also, and over yeah. years, hundreds of years, yeah, domesticating yeah. them. Um, there is nothing in nature that behaves like a dog. That's why there are a specific species. Um, nothing is running around and protecting sheep like a shepherd dog doesn't exist um so there are uh, creations things we've already done in the past and now obviously it's, it's it's a different thing it's not the living organism out of flesh and blood that we we're used to but generally uh i i see where you're coming from it's uh it's a it's a creation it's gonna exist around us it's gonna exist with us it's definitely also gonna have some some mm. downsides and i don't know yeah definitely a lot and of threats be, it, we need it to will be futurists. so easy to use like it will be so easy to have it and doing things that, of course, we are. Uh, I think that it will be the main thing in the future. Will be will be the main thing, like because it's just so easy. If we, we make it right, love to have our life to live our life the easiest way possible, and we want to move in that direction. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we make it that way, it's not gonna happen by itself. It's uh, someone has to create it. Shape it. Of course, of course. <laughs> we have still to pro to to build those AIs and uh, <laughs> do it, all the stuff, the engineering. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, maybe one day we will have robots building themselves. <laughs> and maybe it's gonna be like Blade Runner, like in that video game or Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah one of the best ones I've ever played. Beautiful. Great story. Never played that game. No spoilers. I mean, Ooh, wow. played played it, but uh, but uh, just a little. I dropped the game like after one hour of gameplay. Yeah, so the mechanics are getting know. a little I, boring. I wasn't. The world is great. I, I, the rendering I, is great. Like amazing open world. Uh, they make it. Yeah, but I didn't felt it. 
You just kind of play it a little. Like when you get into the storyline, the story is so catching. It's one of the best science fiction stories I ever heard, listened to, or read, or played. It's like the, the game mm. of the story is... Like if they would make that into a major motion picture, um, amazing. People would love it in the cinema. Like it's, it has a That's literally what drove me off the game, the story... Because it, I wasn't catched by the by the story, oh, it's a but man. Gotta give probably I was playing too many video games in that moment. I didn't pay too much attention to the to the storyline. Uh, maybe like at the beginning, or you kind of get invested into the character, and then it's a whole world that kind of unfolds. Because it's not just like some random science fictiony world. <laughs> it's it's much more after that after a while. Mm-hmm. So I can highly recommend it. And, uh, Everyone who's listening, Horizon Zero Dawn, <clears> the first one. I think they already brought out like a second <laughs> one now. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> no and, uh, are you are you are you into augmented reality? Because I'm a I'm a more than if there's a thing that I love more than video games, it's augmented reality. I'm a, I love uh, augmented reality development. It's the most the best thing in the world. I think <laughs> I love it. I don't it. think I have anything really incorporated in my life like what what would be good examples of uh, ar holograms have you ever seen star wars when they speak with those yeah. holograms yeah this is never, augmented reality never had the pleasure of using that myself i think so no, no. way there's a, it's uh, this is another thing that is going to boom soon yeah it's uh, it's going to boom very very soon, and uh, it will be the core uh, experience of the of the consumer base, or the most or the uh, use friendly ba- um, uh, metaverse. Let's call it. Oh really? Yeah 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 yeah. Will be uh, augmented reality. Uh, it's like Pokemon Go. Uh, you haven't played Pokemon Go. I mean, I I remember when it uh, when it got really famous. I mean, just with your phone catching Pokemon on the streets, everyone was in, in yeah. the subway. Imagine playing. imagine that you are with your phone, and um, and you are you need to go to the grocery store and buy some some food. Yeah, you don't know where it is. Yeah. You just look at it and it shows you an arrow and it leads you to the food ah, where it is. Gotcha. Or you want to buy some, I, I don't know, you are in office and you, and, and you, I don't know, and you're looking for another office. You search on, the, on that thing and it shows you where it is. And you are going to for shopping for dresses and you go into the, into that supermarket. Uh, like, I don't know, how's it called? When, uh, like the, uh, mega store into that mega store with all those shops Malls. inside a mall. Uh, yeah, uh, a mall. You walk into a mall and uh, and you see with your phone all those uh, holograms that comes out of the from the glasses of the of the shops with discounts here or order that here. You can buy the uh, buy the stuff without going in. You can try your your uh, dresses. Yeah. Uh, with your camera, you want to buy some glasses from camera. You have the AR glasses that you want to buy. You can buy it, and then the order comes to the 
uh, to the shop. You just go in and pick them and get out. Uh, yeah. Okay. You don't have to do any queue uh, yeah. or all these kind of interactions. Yeah. And uh, games, yeah. Uh, social activity, like parks for kids with their phones, uh, kids or teenagers in, inside these parks and they are playing with the augmented reality stuff uh, all together yeah. in, the, in the garden and things like that. There will huh. be uh, an ins- will be insane, uh, and you can uh, do whatever you can. You will stop uh, with the AR glasses. Uh, like in a fifteen years, I think that we should be able to see the first AR wearable glasses. Fifteen, I hope ten, but probably fifteen. Do you think AR is going to take it's that long? Hardware intensive. Yeah, like it's hardware, extremely hardware-intensive. But didn't they grade that? You in have a to lot be able to implant a PC. Yeah, but it sucks. Google Glasses. I mean, it <laughs> was terrible. also like what? Nobody 15 wants years to wear ago. that thing. It's... Yeah, but um, we are still far from that because we have. You have to be able to uh, implement a very powerful PC. Uh, yeah into the stick of a glass and the yeah. glass uh, and the glass have to be cool have yeah. a good design doesn't yeah. have to weigh too weigh too much yeah. when you wear it there's a lot of restrictions mm, uh, yeah, doesn't have to be stressful on the lenses yeah. and uh, that's very big thing but if in a I hope 10 but probably will be 15 that we will have something that is mm, consumer friendly that everyone can use it uh we will uh the, the world will be <laughs> i don't see I, I i don't know if i have to be worried or fascinated by that because i think <laughs> that this will be oh. w- it will be more dangerous than ai uh but um it's super cool and fascinated by that at the same time and uh, major you can you can just uh Use uh, call people. You can scroll your phone without picking your phone. You just need a, a watch, a your smartwatch, uh, and you have you you build the controllers on your smartwatch, and you just move a digital uh, uh, stick, and you have a controller that it's moving. You don't have to take your phone. You can keep watching uh, where you're walking, and uh, you don't have to move your hands. Uh, to do things like uh, you often see in movies or I know if you have in a Marvel movie is Iron Man that have all these holograms that he grabs with his hands do all this (laughs) you don't have to go walk around like a magician (laughs) doing this with your hands (laughs) that was one of the problem with with the Google Glass because you have to do the things with your hands, uh, or uh, the, the glasses were super expensive, it's horrible to see. Nobody want to wear something like that, uh, and uh, uh, this is the way okay. thing. But okay, yeah, yeah. It, I see. But that's uh, uh and I, I I really into holograms because I'm a Star Wars fan, and that's why uh, I'm passionate about <laughs> this AR thing. Basically, yeah, I mean, I can definitely hear that. Uh, I did a lot of experiment. Nice, nice. Like, um, <laughs> I feel like in the public eye, because AR, VR is often put together, just like in the same category. In a lot yeah, of that's super wrong. Yeah, 
It's like uh, it's a whole different I get thing. Continuously As you just said, one is like a hardware that. problem, the other where one is more like a software and obviously also scaling problem. Mm, yeah, the, the the other one is more of scaling problem and uh, it doesn't make... I can't see people uh, in their in their couch playing with a PlayStation seat and this thing in in yeah. on their head because it's uh, it's something that you need some space and yeah. you need to do it in a certain way yeah. so it cannot be portable it's like it's like playing with your PC yeah exactly but it's more expensive yeah but but no it's not more expensive but uh, there's less video game. Yeah. You need some space around you, so you yeah. are not sit, you are not resting, you are yeah, active, safe, doing yeah. things, and it's extremely stressful for the brain. Like yeah, in is, one yeah. hour, you need to remove it and take at least a fifteen minutes break. Yeah. It's not like the PC that, with the time, monitors evolved. It's yeah. always less stressful. You can change. You can use a um, blue lights uh, filter. filter on your yeah. on your no, monitor. It's totally different. It's super it's exhausting, yeah. Directly and also, rendering, like, rendering people and thinking your eyes. I think what, what you just said, like it's very uh, stressful for the brain. Um, that's something, if you haven't tried it, you don't really account for, but your brain has to work so hard because um, it's, uh, it's, it's really weird to be in one of those goggles. That's also why a lot of people, especially like in the early days, a lot of people would get nausea. Get nausea. Yeah. From using it. Because, yeah, motion uh, sickness. Yeah, it's a lot of motion sickness. I remember actually the, the coolest experience to date I've had was in 2017, I want to say. I think it was like fall 2017. Um, I was in a tech conference and uh, they were like one of the one of the companies there think they develop simulators for soldiers to like military simulators for soldiers to train. And uh, mm -hmm. when they started, they created like all kinds of games just to get used to and to, to have like beta testers, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they have it like with like, um, it's like, it's like a big thing. Like you can't just, play in front of your your couch like you really have to be like in a full body um not like something you wear but you have like a lot of sleeves around you and you kind of hang in there like your legs are you're on a platform you're standing mm -hmm. on a platform so you can actually run and actually your hands and everything is is captured and uh it was, it was really crazy i was actually i was playing the zombie mode and uh like, have you, have you ever played Call of Duty zombie mode? No. Okay, it's like, it's mad. Like, you just run around. Like, you run and you run and you shoot and you run. But mainly you run. <laughs> okay. And uh, you, you then had to do that in this game yourself. Like, you had to run. You had, like, little weird slippers on. So you kind of, like, because you were, you couldn't, obviously, you couldn't really run, right? So you were in this thing hanging in there. So you would have to lean forward in this thing, like hanging in the air and then like move your feet really quickly and basically simulate running on this platform. Mm. 
after <laughs> three minutes, I was like completely wet. Like the sweat was just <laughs> dripping from my face. You know, I go to this conference, like nicely dressed. Man, I was like completely wet. After 15 minutes, no I was way. done. Like I had to sit down. Like obviously my brain, like my head was hurting from <laughs> Did the you whole have a change? scenario. No, it was just like, I was just like, man, but it was so great. I actually, back then I set their, I set their record um, for the most rounds that I survived, but it was mm -hmm. insane. Like you're in there, you just pure panic, pure panic. And it was, it was really weird mechanic as well, because if you wanted to reload, you really, you had to click here, then they would drop the magazine. And then you had to basically with the other hand, um, go to your belt and then you would hold a magazine that you plug it in and then you had to read um, those and then you would like start shooting again it was like super crazy you would just like run around all the time yeah, running, 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 cool. turning, running, 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 turning running, 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 turning it was just so mad it was completely wet and I was like who, but wow there's a video game people similar people wouldn't do that at home there's a video game similar yeah. um, I'm playing uh, I, I, sometimes I play with my VR at this game that is called Contractors. Contractors. And uh, that's literally how it works. So with your con you have your control, your VR stuff. And uh, when you have to charge, you have to pick from your belt uh, the, uh, the magazine. You have to uh, remove the other. You have to uh, understand each weapon, each gun, how it works. And uh, understanding how to charge it uh, properly and shooting. But you are in a little room. You cannot run. You don't have the yeah. the 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 emotion of sweating uh, <laughs> and running. That is cool. I think that this is super cool. I mean, <clears throat> I think that the best v, uh, from VR you can get it when you do experience like the one you just said, when you can mix um, real physical, real uh, sensations, real feelings of the surrounding with uh, uh, a digital uh, a digital version of the of the place where you are like mm. a, with a digital environment when you can mix the things and uh, have them working together i think that you can yeah. get the best out of it yeah. not uh, in a small room trying to do not uh, punch the the furniture around <laughs> when you use yeah. your vr yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. That's totally. not the VR experience that I think it's. No, like that. Uh, the the thing I did at the conference, uh, you can't have that at home. Like the space it mm. takes. Like you need like a little crane, like holding you in there. <laughs> um, like a whole montage. So that's uh, it's a huge setup, and plus, I've, like that thing, at least like twenty, thirty thousand, probably more. Um, like with all the sensors and the platform and everything. Um, it's a huge, it's a huge investment to do. Um, so obviously, it's very costly well, as well. Have you tried um, racing sim with the VR? No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did that oh, in the yeah, same place. Did. I did Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's the that's the only use case scenario that is worth when you're at home. I yeah, think. from that I, I mean, get super the, nauseous. The, 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 that's good. Super because, nauseous. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I loved it. Huge I headache. I. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> because you're moving fast. Yes. You have uh, motion blur. You like, have everything around. Couldn't do that <clears throat> more than than one game <clears throat> afterwards. A complete motion sickness. Like uh, I, I, for me, I'm fine. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't have any problem. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed a lot, especially with the Formula One car. That are like the craziest <laughs> car to drive because they're insanely fast. <clears throat> That's an insane but feeling, right? The rush, like the blood pumping. Yeah. It's just like, like insane. Come on. I love the adrenaline. Hard. And with uh, the sound. The first time I tried, the first time I tried uh, to drive an F1 with uh, with the VR, I got scared. Oh yeah, I bet. I got I really, really when it when it's time is to break. Insane. Yeah, and then when it's time to break. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I love F1 games, so I'm used to to break up the limit and go as fast as I can. <laughs> then with the VR, I was shitting on my pants. I mean, I was breaking like 100 meter, meters earlier, like, <laughs> and I was still scared. Like, what the hell? Is it it's like the car driving you around and not you driving the car. The experience yeah. changes yeah. completely, and it yeah. and I love it. It gives you the feeling of. Uh, a real F1 car is, or a yeah. real car is, or fast car. It, At least a lot more amazing. real than it is when you're just playing with joysticks on. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that's the whole point, I think, for the for the VR. Then, like, it's how much an exp- uh, the VR is effective when you can have, let's say, the whole package. Yeah, and at home, the most, the best that you can get, the the, the is like with the with the with the driving sim, and yeah. I think is that fair, yeah. that's why it's limiting. Uh, I'm I have I have in program to buy a, a a set for the for the drive sim with the with the with the proper um, with the proper uh, seat with the force feedback and uh, with the F1 wheel and then uh, with the VR I can wait I'll I'll be the new Charles Leclerc <laughs> <laughs> Nice Man I feel like uh, we covered a lot of topics um, and especially went very deep into the whole video gaming space I feel like that's a good uh, that's a good uh, point to to call it a day um, Yeah Yeah that was yeah, a yeah, that was a lot of fun, Francesco. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, I would love to hear back from you again, man. Man, definitely. That's not gonna be the last <laughs> time I'm gonna have you on. I feel like it's a. That's why I love it. Uh, it gives you like this, like this opportunity so often to really see conversation with people um, that are just different part of the world, living a different life. That's, we, we really have to seek, seek a conversation. It gives you like a really nice way to, to talk to people, to yeah. have good conversations about like broad topic, uh, broad different topics. And also I kind of find it funny because like all the stuff, like especially the predictions when we talk about how specific technology is going to change our lives, like, how funny is it gonna be? Like fifteen years from now, we're gonna pull up that video. We're gonna be like, ha. "Oh, look at that bullshit!" Ooh. I said, <laughs> <laughs> so wrong or so right in a lot of ways as well. Like it's probably gonna be mixed. Um, so it's uh, the more predictions you make, the more funny it's gonna be. In it. 
in a few yeah so you're just gonna throw it all out there <laughs> man no thanks a lot francesco yeah um, it'll be a pleasure jay thank you bye thanks, bye 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 bye